Let's get ready to grumble! Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Grumble. I am your host, Graham, and sitting in the corner to my right, it's Daryl. Hello. Hello, Daryl. Are you ready to talk about the best in the world? I'm so ready. Sitting in the corner to our left, it's Dan. Hmm. Dan, you got to say words. It's on audio format here, mate. Hmm. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about the best in the world? This next hour is going to be painful for me. Oh, cheer up. It could be worse. This is going to be like when I had to have that root canal done in two settings, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. We'll get it all done in one, though, so it's all right. Yeah, exactly. So that makes it fine. Cause well, unless you want to make it a double bill, and we'll do the same again next week. Yeah, we could do two. We could split we're it. We're not doing the same again next Are week. we not doing the same again? Because we're only covering Shane McMahon like, up to his current run. So we're not even covering his current run, and we could do that next week if you want. Yeah, I mean, like... No. You know, he's got he's got two different phases, if anything. If it were a SmackDown game, he'd have like two different uh, two different characters, wouldn't he? Yeah. I still call them SmackDown games, even though they haven't been for several years. <laughs> Yeah, there but we go. all know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So, let's go. Here comes the money. Woo! Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, we didn't even plan this. I want you to know we didn't even plan that. I'm so happy. Thank you for that wonderful moment. So, we're going to talk about the legacy of Shane McMahon. The career mode that is... Shane McMahon. Now, who is Shane McMahon, Daryl? He is a humble, hard-working guy from the mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. The mean streets. Very mean. We'll yeah. definitely get back to the idea of mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut, won't we? And what did he do before he, uh, before he started being a wrestler? I, I'm just going to stop you here where... <laughs> We have been guilty in the past for doing jokes that are only funny to us. But this is the worst. <laughs> you two are both smiling so broadly. Yeah, if we're happy, the listeners will be happy. It's all about the listeners, Dan. Don't you care about the listeners? I still don't believe that Daryl didn't have this in his head a little bit when he got me to list these. This is what I, <laughs> I wish you had, honestly. This I mean, I like to think of myself as an evil genius, but that that's even going beyond my capabilities. This is this is for the listeners, okay? So just just enjoy. If okay. I tell you a listener requested this, w- would would it make it better? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, it wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, a listener requested it in a fashion. Well, considering that you um, retweeted me on the Twitter the other day saying we're happy, we appreciate all our listeners. Oh, that yeah. was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do a bit of extra hype on the show and stuff. And yeah, and I appreciate it. <laughs> so Shane McMahon began as a referee. Uh, there is footage on this Legacy of Shane McMahon collection, which, by the way, you can watch along if you want. Not it's on the s- network. It's, yeah, it's on the Legacy of Shane McMahon collection, under collections on the WWE network. Um, I imagine that he uh, refereed some indie shows and stuff, came through a wrestling school, and then... Uh, no, his dad gave him a job. Right. So that's how you want him to... To earn it, is it you want like you're, you're saying if your dad owned a wrestling company you'd be like yeah i would i would get involved but i'd rather i'd rather go and work in the bomb end of connecticut for nothing well he did try and go out and make his own name he failed but he did try did he fail or on. is he is shane mcmahon uh, is shane mcmahon still the vice chairman of seven stars cloud group incorporated formerly we cast holdings inc yeah, and uh, how many? How, what type of stuff do they do now? Like, uh, also, it's multimedia, Dan. Multimedia is changing all the time, and you know, ultimately, there is Ethan Sari's character from Parks and Rec. Multimedia is changing all the time, like Shane McMahon is changing all the time. Entertainment Seven Twenty, that's what he's. Reading. And he's keeping up with himself. So Shane Stevens was the first performer at WrestleMania Six. Did you know that? I didn't. No, because it was Shane McMahon. That's who he is. Okay. <laughs> Referee Shane McMahon. Yeah, shaking this is very in-depth. No, well, obviously not shaking seasons. He was also involved in the 1991 Rumble. And uh, he made his first 
regular on-air appearances during the Mike Tyson feud. So there you go immediately. Shane McMahon, with his legitimate combat background, is getting involved in the Mike Tyson he, feud. He was there to make sure Mike Tyson behaved. Well, exactly. Someone had to, didn't they? Because yeah. as we've discussed for a long time, and I think this this hasn't been brought up lately because really we're neglecting Shane McMahon a bit. Um, he is solid. <laughs> we forgot that Shane McMahon is solid because, I mean, he is solid. Sorry, just to annoy myself even more, I've just been playing with my uh, string trimming tool for my guitar. And I've oh, is that what it. you call it? And I've just broken it in my hands. It's broken? <laughs> That's my frustration at this. I've just broken something. Oh, man. I didn't, That's really I, annoying as well. I, we didn't even ask him to do that. Shame that man was on the WWF Attitude Genuinely game. Yeah, it was a commentator, wasn't he it? He was. He was a commentator. Some Sunday people night. say he did a better job than Jim Ross would have done. Some people do say that, yes. Yeah. And he was on Sunday Night Heat as well. I- I'll give Shane McMahon this. He never drowned puppies and told it like it were a funny story later. So he, he, good on you, Shane. He did not do that that we're aware of. Um, so, so in terms of people being kind to animals, how do you rank Shane McMahon and Jim Ross? Who's your, who's your number one and who's your number two? <laughs> you, you know already... You don't really need me to say it out loud. Oh, well, we do a bit though. On. We do need. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, let's let's touch on Shane McMahon, the wrestler, because after you turned the he completed refereeing. <laughs> he's done, he's done he, that. He's done that. He'd also completed commentary. Yeah. Before before he's even started, before he's even started a wrestling career. He's completed both those things, and he wants to turn his. <laughs> I'm not sure I can even do it. He wants to turn his hand to um, legitimate combat sport, doesn't he? Legitimate combat sport, like professional wrestling. So uh, he has to challenge the uh, martial arts expert, X-Pac. Exactly, right? So I think about that. Shane McMahon, in his first match, sort of, in his first match, involves himself with X-Pac. Yeah, and he and he's not even he's not even getting too big for his boots because he doesn't want the world championship. He just wants to conquer Europe first. Yeah, exactly, just Europe. Yeah. Now... The way he did this was in a classic Vince Russo tag team match where the winner can win the title just by pinning people. Yeah. I, I think every single one of these matches has worked out all right, hasn't it? Yep. How did uh, David Arquette win the WCW title? It was in a tag match. It was a tag match where he pinned out Bischoff, wasn't it? Yep. That these these things always and work. And DDP, out well. who lost the title, was fine with it. Like, yeah, don't worry about it, mate. It did, yeah, these things always work out well. Although in this match, you had to pin X-Pac to, win the, to be the European champion. Yeah, so it was Shane and Kane yep. uh, against X-Pac and Triple H. And I think China was accompanying Shane Ch- McMahon Ch- and Kane. China, yeah, because this was when China was part of the corporation. She'd left DX. Yeah. It's in the lead up to WrestleMania 15. So, yeah, they, uh, they, they have this tag match. Shane McMahon gets involved in a way. It, it, I believe this is the Monday before WrestleMania. Yeah, I think it might even be. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure at the WrestleMania match, they say last Monday this happened. Yes, I think you're right. I think it is literally is that that close. So Shane McMahon wins the European title uh, in a tag match by completely deliberately pinning X-Pac. <laughs> now, that's WWE Hall of Famer as of this year, X-Pac. So, yeah. And in fact... With the exception of Kane, all of these are Hall of Famers. So Shane McMahon starts his career first match against Hall of Fame opposition. That's how good this guy was from the beginning. And he's got educated feet. Yeah, well, Thanks, Park. yeah, exactly. So, but then Mick Foley puts him in a, a rematch, doesn't he? Well, not a rematch, rematch, but yeah, Mick Foley after the, oh, yeah, okay. basically after the tag match, Mick Foley said he's going to put him in the. Uh, in fact, hold on. No, no, no you, you're misremembering um, that. That's yeah. the Steve Blackman thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm thinking of Steve Blackman. They disregard everything I just said. Who is also a martial artist. There's a theme they, there. Well, so we'll come back to that yeah. because Shane McMahon... Bob Holly says that um, Steve Blackman is the toughest guy he's ever worked with. Okay. Remember that for when... For All I'm saying on. is if there's a fight between... I'm just helping St- you here, St- <laughs> Steve Blackman yeah. and Brock Lesnar, I'd have my money on Brock Lesnar. I still have my money on Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Bob Ollie's probably just a little bit sour because like Brock Lesnar broke his neck because he wouldn't go up for a power bomb. So yeah, do you do a Bob Holly impression? Because I really like to hear you say Bob uh, Brock, you broke my neck. Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, I could do like a southern draw. Yeah, do it. You can do his WrestleMania 2000 promo. Brock, you broke my neck. I'm not going to do that, Dan, <laughs> because this is a family show, and when people families, you know, want to know about WWE's family, the first family of wrestling including Shane McMahon, your favourite member of that family. That's what we need to talk about. 
And also, if you're going to start, if you're going to try, right, we're going to keep bouncing it back at you. So let's go. What do you think of Shane McMahon as the European champion? Can't say the word because it put them in. I'd have to pay. All right. This is all right. No. no. It, let, let's all joking aside. At the time, how old would you have been when this was happening? 1999. I'd have been 12, 13. Right. So, did you not think Shane McMahon was the coolest guy in the room? No. Really not? Because you never liked Shane McMahon, genuinely. Not really, no. Never? No, I've never liked the showy guys. I'm, I've always kind of been the, like, my favourite wrestlers were like Bret Hart and Stone Cold and people like that. I like the quiet, stoic, tough guys because I couldn't associate myself with the more showy people. I thought, like, it's the reason I hated uh, Shawn Michaels for years. It weren't until... I thought it was because you were homophobic. <laughs> What, cause it, what, is Shawn Michaels homosexual? No, we were in Playgirl, though, weren't we? Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, you went too far the other way, though, didn't you? I mean... <laughs> well, I just embraced the gay. You, you embraced it to the point where you had it on your wall. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Uh, in terms of, like, the wrestlers I've always enjoyed, it's the same now. I like either really silly gimmicks or I like the super serious people. So, like, back then, I liked Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, nowadays, like I'm wearing a Timothy Thatcher shirt right now, and I'm gutted that Kikataru's not coming over next month. That's just to show the difference. I love the Job Squad back in the day. I love things like that. Shame that man annoyed me. Did you don't like me Street Posse? No, but they like, were super silly. Yeah. No, but they were, but they were in the bad guy group with Shane and stuff, and it was more of the same. I don't hate him for the same reasons I hate him now, but it, I disliked him. I know that's part of the character you're supposed to dislike him, so they probably did a good job. But I didn't like those type of characters. Well, WrestleMania 15 comes around, and uh, because it's you know, it's all booked by Vince Russo, uh, Triple H turns on uh, X Pac in the X Pac versus Shane McMahon match. Pedigrees X Pac and joins the corporation with China to help Shane McMahon retain the European Championship. So think about that: he won the title in his first match, second match retained, then retired the championship or ret- uh, gave up the championship. As an undefeated champion. Still undefeated, still undisputed. Yeah, he was never pinned for the European Championship, so there you go. Midian just took it out of his bag. <laughs> Midian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shane then obviously moves on a little bit. You know, he's... Can we just do wrestling figure bit now? Because it just reminded me of a story. Wrestling figures. Bit, yeah. Bit. Uh, so back in the day when uh, I used to have a little friend that we used to play wrestling figures, but it weren't it weren't like that, Don't don't make it like that. Uh, we, say anything. for some reason one of my, my wrestling figures it were Midian it were uh, Farmer Midian they never made a naked Midian one no I imagine um, they didn't so Farmer Midian were laid under ring and I don't even know why but we used to chuck like all weapons we used to chuck all weapons under ring because I was for hardcore matches and for Obviously, some reason yeah. Midian made his way under ring right. so we were going under ring like getting ladders out chairs out all that stuff then all of a sudden we saw Midian and decided <laughs> that Midian was dead <laughs> <laughs> so a running joke between me and my friend was that Midian was dead and right. that we, he would be under the ring so every time you, you could pull him out and use his corpse <laughs> to beat people with like swing him <laughs> like he's got rigor mortis but pick him up by his ankles and swing him like a baseball bat where's his restaurant what? Because he's like a what? proper, like, ridiculously good chef nowadays. He's, de- he's dead, mate. Don't know if you've heard it. Yeah, did you but hear like, the story? Midian's dead. Let's say if it was in New York, would you go there? Uh, it's, it's a super fancy restaurant, mine. Like, he's, uh, I don't think he's got a Michelin I've, star. I've, but I've got an issue about eating out in New York that I've just got to bring up now, now you said this. I don't understand the tipping culture at all. When, we, when me and Graham went, Graham just told me how much to pay and I just put it down. I don't understand it. Uh, I always go between, like, 10% for bad service, 20% for good. Yeah, that's that's actually a pretty solid guide. Okay, and you actually, you I know, I know you have to. I've I've got issues, yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. I'm actually scared about this. Fair enough. Right. Well, so long as you don't, so long as you don't forget to tip, like it'll be fine. We'll, we'll, I'll talk you through it. Alright, cheers, mate. What he said is basically dead on, but we'll, I'll talk okay. you through it a little bit. Do you know that woman that um made was trying to make us move tables and stuff in uh, TJ Fires? Did we yes, tip sir. her or did we walk out? Without we tipping? did tip her, I think, oh, okay. in the end, but we tipped her low. Okay, as I recall. Yeah, but like ultimately, all those staff live off the tips and stuff. So yeah, we don't give bad service. She gave us bad service. Even if the serv- like, unless it's epically bad, if it's just kind of like could have been better than ten percent. Right, put it this way: what happened is we walked in and there was a guy behind the bar, and he said, "Take a seat, whatever you want, guys." So we took a seat at a table, and then that woman came round and went, "Who told you you could sit there? You can't sit there. That's reserved for somebody else." There was no signs that said it was reserved. Yeah, and made us move. That happened. 
Yeah, that's a bit iffy. Yeah. Don't annoy the Brits. That's not a good idea as well because no. we don't have a tipping culture here. So we could very easily, if I wasn't more knowledgeable, have just gone, well, she shan't get any money. Off to Blighty we go. I didn't. That's fine because <laughs> I'm, I'm bigger than that. Not, not literally. Right, are we going to talk about Steve Blackman? Uh, well, we are, but I mean, are we going to talk about the fact that um, the Mean Street Posse had lots of tales of how hard Shano was? <laughs> yeah, they did. Literal stories that were put on Raw uh, from April two thousand, sorry, April nineteen ninety nine, of how hard Shane McMahon was, including when he used to get out of cars and beat people up and like beat people up at red lights. And it was like and... random members of the Mean Street Posse that that I don't even know. You know Rodney. Yeah, there was Rodney and Pete Gas, but then yeah. there was these other two blokes that that had rock up. Yeah, that that are never named. They're probably his actual mates. Like, <laughs> yeah, because if you, you know, remember, looking back on the Mean Street Posse now, don't you wish it was more like you know when Charles Sonnen would do his uh, Mean Streets of Westland, Oregon stuff, and he'd talk about the, the stuff that you didn't want to see on the streets of Westland, and he'd talk about how like you know sometimes they didn't have all the sources available at the street food truck and things like that. That's what it should have been, really. Do you not well, think it was kind of like that? Because it was all to- very tongue-in-cheek. They were... I'd have to go back and watch it properly. They were called the Mean Street Posse and had slacks and sweater vests, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they, were, they like, had about, a sofa at the Gass, front. They were all, like, athletic anyway. They had a sofa. Yeah, but the jocks, aren't they? They had a sofa at the front of one of the shows. A sofa. They brought their own sofa. They, they bought did, the sofa. The, the Saudis do that. Yeah, I, I yeah, didn't realise there was... But, but Dan wouldn't have known that because <laughs> no. he, didn't, he didn't watch that show. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which is part of the reason I think I think that's why he's struggling to accept Shane McMahon as the best in the world, because he he didn't see the crowning glory of it, and that's the crown jewel in the WWE <laughs> crown is Shane McMahon, and he as the best in the world. Dan, unfor- he's unfortunate because he's taken a stand, but he missed out, and that's why we're educating him here. So yeah, August twenty first, two thousand. You mentioned about Shane. Uh, Shane winning the hardcore title off of Steve Blackman. Yep. Um, Steve Blackman's uh, gets like, it's the twenty four seven rule at the time, isn't it? And uh, Edge and Christian help him to and, win- uh, don't test and Albert help him as well. Yes, test and Albert, obviously. Yeah, yeah. T and A. We yeah. all like them, don't we? All love a bit of T and A. Is Test still dead? Oh, I'm gonna have to find out now. I think last yeah. time I saw he was he was risen. Oh, uh, Al- Al- Phil now. Yeah, well, Albert, he's the trainer of the future, isn't he? He's uh, <laughs> he's in the performance center, absolutely training them all. Have you seen his Instagram the last week or so and nope. what he was doing? Uh, I, I don't know who it was who was hidden behind the door, but he was um, very sternly going to people, oh, I need you to come speak to me in my office now. And he'd walk them in, and then he'd have someone hidden behind the door filming so they could jump out and scare them. And one of the people he got with it was Carrie Sane. April 1st, no, he is risen. Okay. But it was in April Fool's, so he is still dead. They but need to they need to whoop that Twitter game a bit. I know they do really, don't they? Or just give me the password. Yeah, please do. Uh, yeah, at test at is test still dead, please give us the password. And I won't please. even change it as well. Like you you can still have access to the account. I just want to update it every day. Yeah, go for it. So yeah, um Shane McMahon like because him and Test had problems before, you see. But um, they resolved them with the lover or leave her match that we actually aren't going to go into. We might even have talked about that once before. I think we have. Yeah, I feel like we have. Yeah, I feel like we have talked about the lover or leave her match with Test and Shane McMahon. I'm not sure we have. Uh, I feel like we have because otherwise, why would I have watched it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's I Shane McMahon. I think that that's true. I think that is the match where the Mean Street Posse have got the sofa. You know. Yeah. Genuinely, yeah. But. Um, yeah, so we talked about that match, but they're they're mates now, as mentioned. Yep, and uh, Shane McMahon wins the uh, wins the hardcore championship off of Steve Blackman, and that's when Mick Foley comes in because this does happen because he's a commissioner now. Can I point out that when he wins that match, uh, he sneaks up behind Steve Blackman and smashes him on back of the head with a kendo stick? Yeah, he probably does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these are really hard to watch, <laughs> and we'll get to them later. But that that's immediately hard to watch, and that's just a kendo stick to the back of the head. Yeah. So. Then once he finds out that he's got to defend it against him at SummerSlam, uh, he tries to get Edge and Christian to pin him, and they're like, "Nah." They're, they're, no, in fact, they, they want to pin they him. They do want to pin him, but they can't decide who's gonna. And then Mick Foley tells them they've got to go and have a match instead, haven't they? Well, yeah. Well, Foley kind kind of tells them both to pin him, and he'll count the pin, and then he gets to two, and then tells them, "No, you can't, you can't pin him. I'm going to take the twenty four seven rule away." That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the between now and SummerSlam. Yeah. So SummerSlam from, would you like to know, Dan? 
New York. No, Raleigh, yeah. North Carolina, my friend. The home of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. The home of the Carolina Hurricanes. The the bunch of jerks that are the Carolina Hurricanes. Which that is a good shirt. It's a great shirt. I, I really want that shirt. I think someone's sending it to me. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've got I've got relatives there. What, what shirt, Best what thing Carolina's ever done. Basically, uh Carolina Hurricanes won a won a road game um uh, in Edmonton uh not that long ago and um the the Edmonton commentator got Marty and said they were a bunch of jerks for celebrating after the game. So Carolina Hurricanes changed their Twitter page to just that bunch of jerks from Carolina <laughs> and then now release a t shirt that says bunch of jerks. Was it the game where they did the wave thing at the end? Yes, where yes it was. like the all the lines of the team like go in wa- into waves into the stand like into the barricade thing. Can't think of the proper word. Yes it very much was that. And now they're actually genuine playoff contenders for the first time since you and I used to watch the ice <laughs> hockey all the time. So that's that's how good that's been. Go Canes. So yeah, this is this is that that arena, uh, okay. and it's chairman by guy Steve Blackman, and compromises mostly of Shane. Really, if anything, defending Steve Blackman from injury by running away from him. <laughs> yeah, because when you're that solid, yeah, you cut like one punch could kill kill well, a man. I mean. So you, Why do you think he missed Randy Orton all those times? Because well, yeah, exactly. they had a WrestleMania main event to protect. Exactly. So, Shane McMahon. But anyway, Shane McMahon does his um, you know, lightning quick movements. Steve Blackman, I mean, he's quite a fast man himself, Steve Blackman. Well, does this match start with Test battering him, or is that the, is that the other match? Test gets involved later. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but it, it doesn't start with Test battering it. No, does Test get involved later? No, I'll, I'll tell you how it starts. Um, Shane McMahon is in the back doing an interview uh, Lillian Garcia comes up to him and says, "Oh, can I get your thoughts on uh, Stephanie being kissed by Kurt Angle?" That's so, right. So Shane starts like trying to like tell her, "Look, I'm going to have this match in a minute." And then Steve Blackman's just in background. He starts chasing walking, him, yeah, yeah. chasing him to the ring, chasing him, and chasing him all the way up. Eventually, as the match goes through, chases him all the way up to the uh, the entrance ramp, doesn't he? Yeah. And Shane McMahon, how's he going to get away from Steve Blackman? He's thinking, "Well, I'm not afraid of heights because I'm solid." I'll climb up and get away from him. Turns out Steve Blackman's not afraid of heights either. Yeah, that backfired, didn't it? Yeah, it did a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not many times that these things backfire on Shane McMahon because he is so good, but this one really did. Yeah. And so he chases Shane McMahon up until Shane McMahon can't get any further and starts smacking with a kendo stick. And after he smacks him two or three times, Shane McMahon falls off of the Titantron. Yeah, into a box. Yeah, into a hard, wooden, solid, definitely there for a reason box. Do you remember when TNA did that fall from into a box and then they cut to that wide shot where it turned out it was loads of cardboard boxes and tarpaulin? <laughs> I don't remember, but it's, it's so TNA, isn't it? Yeah, I'm convinced that Tomko was involved in that match as well, which just makes it even funnier. But um, yeah, I think they did a big lo- a big fall and someone landed in what was cardboard boxes under a tarp and then they cut to a wide shot, which made it clear it was stacked cardboard boxes. Yeah, then uh, Steve Blackman jumped down and elbow dropped him, didn't he? He did, yeah. He doesn't yeah. get enough re- recognition for that. No, because ev- everyone remembers the first fall oh, from Shane. Problem, it? Yeah, because Shane is solid, so yeah, you would remember that. Cause yeah, because Blackman just decided he wanted to try and steal the limelight, but it didn't quite work out for him. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? Steve Blackman against Shane McMahon from Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> it's got one of your martial artists in it. Exactly. You love MMA. I did really like Steve Blackman as well. See? Yeah. And he head, won. Head, head cheese. Yeah. And he won this one, you know. Yeah. Shaman Man graciously didn't show him how hard he was on the day. Well, yeah, he just let he let he put him over, didn't he? he? Let he let him have his shine because, you know, Shane had bigger fish to fry. Yeah, he did, yeah. and it fried them in about a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Shaman Man, I don't know if he disappears after this, but he disappears not long after this, and then he doesn't come back all the way until before the biggest pay per view of all time at the time, WrestleMania seventeen. So this is why Vince McMahon is doing right. This is why Vince has not done WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, but no, was... WrestleMania 2000 is before SummerSlam 2008. WrestleMania 2000 is McMahon in every corner, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So he's not in the match; he's just in the corner. Who's, was he Big Show? Yeah. Because yeah, Vince was The Rock, uh, yeah. Linda was McFoley, and Stephanie obviously was Triple H. Yeah. yeah. Shane was Big Show, and they have quite a complicated relationship, as we're going to come back to in a little while. But Shane. Um, but it's during Vince who I think Vince is your fourth favourite McMahon isn't he 
Vince your fourth favourite, or is he is he above or below I, Linda? I, I don't remember. remember how I ranked it. I think right. I put Vince as the worst. Right, yeah. So Vince your fourth favourite, like worst McMahon. Um, and he's he's doing all sorts of bad stuff, mate. He's getting off. Four's with... disrespecting three. Exactly. Because <laughs> four is getting off with Trish Stratus in front of three. Um, two seems to be all right with it for some reason. Well, it it seemed bad at the time, but actually he was just preparing her for a current work role. Right. Was he? I mean, like we're recording this during the Cohen trial, so some stuff is going to come out. But like, oh, it's already come out. It's been really funny. Oh so yeah, far. I know. It's been yeah, quite it's, remarkable, it's, it's hasn't been it? Quite yeah. funny. There's political talk. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically, loads of loads of bad stuff is coming about Donald Trump from his former lawyer. Really? Oh yeah. He, he, oh, shocking, you would that. not expect that, no, would you? Really, no. uh, the best one is the fact he gave into evidence a tweet from Donald Trump where he says, "Oh, just found out that my portrait at this charity auction sold for more than any other." And then he then presented the evidence that Donald Trump paid the guy who bought the portrait to make sure that it was the most expensive. It was the most bid on portrait of the day because it was really? the last one to go up. Do you remember when we were in the same room as Donald Trump in a way? Yeah. Yeah? He was getting in touch into WWE Hall of Fame. You say in a way, we were in the same room as him. Well, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. You know why you're talking positively about it and it was a good experience for you? Why? Because you're white. Okay, good. good. You bad blacked up that day. (laughs) He told me not to. No, no, he's called putting a tuxedo (coughs) on barrel. I've told you that it's not the same thing as backing up. I've told you the other thing is the backing up and that's the worst part. Right, good. Good that we're doing Let's this. Let's get back to Shane McMahon. Let's, yes. Uh, yeah. There you go. He said that out loud. Let's get back to Shane McMahon. So Shane McMahon's like... <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to Shane McMahon. And then that's going to be like the little little uh, catchphrase for the Great. show. The Royal Grumble. Let's get back to Shane McMahon, said Dan. Stop it. <laughs> so Shane McMahon challenges his own father to a fight on the grandest stage of them all. He's, Shane McMahon said, I'm sick of you disrespecting women. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did say that. Because I like women. My mother's one. Is what he said. He didn't say that. If I'm completely honest, don't don't be painting Shane McMahon as some kind of secret Th- finchy misogynist. Then he said, he said, yeah, I've bought WCW, but do you want to know what the real quiz is? Can you throw your shoes over this arena? <laughs> do you think Vince McMahon could throw his shoes over the arena? No, the Shane man. Could Shane do it? Yeah, definitely, definitely, because they're lighter, they're sneakers, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Shane McMahon um, challenges his dad to a fight, and then a week later, um, Shane McMahon. Saving it from Vince McMahon's clutches, who, as we've established, is your least favourite McMahon. WCW, you love WCW, right? Last night of WCW, all is lost. WCW is going down the toilet. Vince McMahon says, I'm going to throw it away. I don't want any of them. Rubbish. He fires Lex Luger on the air. He fires... Well, he fires Lex Luger, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and, one, of, one of them killed Miss Elizabeth, but I can't remember which one. Carry on. Right, well, it's not Jeff Jarrett. I'll tell you right now, it's not <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Okay. I think we're wheelie Lex with it. It was not Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, that's that's the important salient yeah. point, right? You should know that of all people. You met Jeff Jarrett. He didn't kill you. Uh, so Shane McMahon steps in and saves WCW. Saves WCW from Vince McMahon's clutches. You've got to thank him for that. Carry on. <laughs> I mean, you've got you know, he's like he turned up at WCW. Vince didn't even bother going. Couldn't be bothered, mate. <laughs> Shane McMahon went all the way down to Florida. Save WCW from the clutches of Vince McMahon. So say thank you. <laughs> they have a match, but we're not talking about it here because we talked about WrestleMania 17 before. But I'll tell you what we can talk about. Go on. The month after. So Shane McMahon's trying to get talent for WCW, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. And you know he tries to recruit? Former WCW world champion, The Big Show, aka for previously The Giant. But all turns south, doesn't it? Because Vince gets involved again. Yeah, Big Show turns again. I know. I mean, it's a shocker, but Big Show turns. Having been at WWF New York for WrestleMania, I think. Just to make something clear yeah, right Yeah, he was now, on WrestleMania. I just forgot. Just to make something very clear. Are you two, in the <laughs> whole scheme of this whole elaborate prank, <laughs> genuinely going to talk about the alliance and the whole invasion angle positively throughout we've not got to the invasion angle <laughs> that doesn't Dan. happen okay yet. we haven't got to the invasion angle so but let's just, let's just make it clear mike you... also was a good hardcore champion not as good as shane but it was good <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got to the invasion we're talking about before it happens so shame at man against the big show in a last man standing i stopped match. watching for like three years because of the invasion angle you stop watching all the time 
Yeah, whenever anything spectacularly bad happens, and this was one of them. Right, well, we've not got to the... Inv- <laughs> He's talking about it like we're talking about the invasion. Are we talking about the invasion, Daryl? I'm not talking about the invasion Is this yet. the invasion podcast? <laughs> or is this the Legacy of Shane McMahon career <laughs> mode podcast? Yeah, we're going to do the invasion next week. Yeah, no, it's we're a not. Whole, it's a whole no, separate... I'll tell you, right, we're not. We're not okay. doing the invasion. We're not doing the invasion next no. week. We'll do it later. Um, this is difficult enough for me. Everyone's got to do the invasion at some point. Otherwise, we're not really a wrestling podcast. That's why I've, I've tried to avoid doing anything Attitude Era as much as I can. Right. Well, what about April 29, 2001? Shane McMahon against the Big Show in a last man standing match. This is good. It's Shane McMahon's first use. Oh, well, it might not be his first use, but Shane McMahon's got his music by now. Oh, the money, 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 money. Yeah, although not the later money, money, money. This one's different. It's on Uncaged 5, I think. Okay. It's one of the unreleased ones. Okay. Well, obviously, it's released now. But it's the first Here Comes the Money. Yeah. Uh, so he's got his own theme music now, unlike at WrestleMania where they both have the same theme, which is really weird. I still think yeah. that's weird to the day. But anyway, Shane McMahon against the Big Show. And Shane McMahon, right, resourceful. How does he take the Big Show down? Well, Big Tree, right? He's got a little book, can he? Which way did he go? Jack and the Beanstalk? <laughs> right, because Big Show's slow. Dumb. Um, <laughs> and he's turned twice since we just spoke. So uh, how's he going to take him down? Well, can <laughs> use Kendo Six stuff. Don't always work, does it? Big Show snaps him. So what does he use? That's right, a rag of chloroform. He uses that to take Big Show down. That's clever, ingenious. Yeah. Only spoiled by the worst McMahon, Vince McMahon. Oh, what does he do? Comes out and gets involved, doesn't yeah, he? Of course he does. Knocks him around, uh, takes the chloroform off him, tries to wake up Big Show and all that. Ruined it. Ruined it. I hate uh, number four. Ro- yeah, rubbish, isn't he? He's just the worst. Yeah. So, but Big Show's in control. Now, it may look to you from the tape like he's picking him up for the eight counts, but I think really we know that Shane would have been up, don't we? Yeah, Shane would have got up. Definitely. He just, just, if he, like like me, like I could have physically walked here today, like physically could have done it, Yeah. but you were like, do you want to lift? Well, like, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so I'll yeah. get a lift here. So he's letting Big Show lift him up at eight, isn't he? Yeah. Um, do you know who does help him out, though? Uh, Test. Uh, and we've, yeah, we've confirmed he is risen. He's definitely risen yeah. in this. Test comes out. Test's his mate, isn't it? Do you remember when wrestlers were just mates? Yeah, I like, like it. I actually do miss that a little bit. Like, you know when, like, like you knew that wrestlers were mates, or at least you knew within storyline that these two wrestlers are mates. Yeah. So, like, if Shane, if anything happened to Shane McMahon, you'd know occasionally, well, Tess might come and help him. <laughs> or, like, I don't know, if like one of the radicals, like, occasionally one of the other radicals would come and help them even after they split. Like, Perry, Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko were still mates later on, weren't they? Yeah, I imagine they're still mates now. Well, yeah. No, what? The two that's still alive, <laughs> yeah, they mate. Still, yeah, the right. two you mentioned. I know, I know. Like, what? I wouldn't even make but it. I had to stop and think for a second. That's the sad thing. Has Perry Saturn still got his face tattoo? Yeah, yeah, he's not had that lasered off. No, probably not. So anyway, um, Tess comes and helps him out because Big Show's picking on him, isn't it? Um, also, Shane's helping Tess, in a way. Yeah, well, he's giving the rub in it. Like, exactly, do, do you want to rub. be in this like, partial But how are you going like, to put the Big Show away? Event. How are you going to put him away? Uh... We can't hit him with a normal elbow drop, can you? Because Big Show is massive. Jump off something big. He's going to have to, isn't he? Yeah. There's no other choice. Big Show, big move. Yep. Big elbow drop. Exactly. So Tests brings Big Show to a suspiciously similar similar place to where Shane fell off of from SummerSlam. Shane, this don't time... Don't question it, Don't question it. No, exactly. Shane's the one doing the climbing this time. Not to get away, but making the decision. He's going to throw that elbow, and he does. Off the top of the Titan Tron. Boom. Onto Big Show. Boom. And then with a little bit of help from Tess by putting him on a camera thing, he's just checking the equipment, really. Shane wins the last man standing match. Yeah. Triumph. Triumph. Because he was the last man standing. Can I tell you a genuine... Right, you, you're going to think I'm winding up here, but this is actually genuinely serious. Around this time, I'd started watching wrestling. Genuinely, Shane McMahon was one of my favourite wrestlers at this point. Shane McMahon and Chris Jericho were my favourites at this point. What's wrong with you? Because Shane McMahon used to jump off stuff, mate. You <laughs> were just, cool. As Dan just said to me, what's wrong with me? <laughs> but also, you could pretend to be Shane McMahon. I came to one of your WrestleMania parties dressed as Shane McMahon and it didn't take me long. Tracky bottoms, trainers and a baseball shirt, done. Yeah. Uh, I once, when it was like a dress-up thing, I put on tracky bottoms and an ECW shirt and was Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> See, it's easy. He's relatable. Exactly. <laughs> like like Tommy Dreamer, Shane is the everyman. Yeah. <laughs> The every muckman, in a way. So he right, he's he's already had a top line feud. He's won the top line feud with Big Show. Yeah, done that. Right, but who's who's the best pure athlete in WWE in two thousand and one? 
Uh, I'll give you a hint. Yeah, oh, yeah I've guessed it. Oh yeah, I mean you've explicitly said it. Now yeah. he won a gold medal. It's Kurt Angle. Yeah. So Shane McMahon, as the owner of WCW, comes out to uh, to tell Kurt Angle that you know WCW is starting really soon, and WCW needs great athletes like Kurt Angle, but they don't want athletes who are Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle's a wuss. So calls Kurt Angle a wuss. Kurt Angle's not best best pleased with this. I wouldn't be if you, if Shane McMahon called me a wuss, but well, I probably wouldn't. Like have the gonads to go after no. Shaman Man because well, he's solid. Respect to Kurt Angle, you know. He thinks, flipping it, right? I've had two matches tonight. I've been in King It Ring. I've lost to Flaming Edge. Now I'm going. Now I'm going to have third match. <laughs> I forgot he was a Yorkshireman. <laughs> now I'm going to have third match against Shaman McMahon. He only represented America because like, his dad's from America or right. something. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's like, Three quarters of the Scotland squad. Yeah, well, all right. You're having a go. He's trying to get his little shots in where he, where he can. Little does he know there's four more hours of this. Uh, <laughs> so it's Shane McMahon against Kurt Angle in Street Fight. Right? This match is brutal. Absolutely brutal. brutal. Yeah. So do you not like this match? It's all right. He chucks him through glass, mate. He chucks him not through glass at one point. Yeah, that's... They've the got the wrong one. type of glass. <laughs> Genuinely... They got the wrong type. I did enjoy the one like when he finally put him through it, and then they left. They shot from the outside as he throws him back through the next pane of glass as well. I did yeah. quite like that. Well, apparently to get him, I don't think I can actually repeat what he said, but apparently to get him to throw him through the last bit, Shane called him, "Come on, you big Olympic something," <laughs> and that's why <laughs> Kurt Angle gets genuinely like really annoyed and throws him through the glass. So yeah, this is about like Shane Man taking a lot of punishment. Yeah, he got really messed up by this match. Well, yeah, because because they put bulletproof glass in where they should have put shatter glass. <laughs> so that went well, lads. Vince was apparently mega annoyed at him about this match. Yeah, like because basically Kurt Angle belly to bellies him and he lands on his head because he's. If you imagine you've been belly to bellied into what is essentially a wall, and he flops down. So Shane, rather than giving up, they do it again, don't they? Yeah, because he's solid. So exactly. he just gets up and so they get do both. it again. Yeah. And he kicks out of them as well, by the way. Yeah. Also, Kurt Angle forgets the rules of a street fight because he pins him up on uh, up on ramp, doesn't he? Oh, is he not false cut anyway? No, no. So he has to roll him back on like one of them trolley things. Yeah. Rolls him back to the ring. Uh, Shane McMahon, even, right, even though he's been absolutely paggered, still manages to do Olympic Slam on Sean, on uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yeah. Don't win. Well, you can't win them all, mate. No, but it does take Kurt Angle getting a platform on top of the top rope to do his angle slam off of to win the match. So he needed to do that just to put Shane McMahon away. Yeah. That's... He didn't have to do that earlier in, in, in the card, did he? No. Exactly. He just... I mean, he did lose earlier in the card to Edge, but he won this uh, semi-final match. That's what I meant. Like normal, yeah. So... Very true. And then Shane McMahon brings WCW in. Uh, later on, uh, Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon have another street fight, don't they? What shows that? It's on Raw. It's the one on Raw when um, William Regal gets uh, William Regal turns on turns on the WF and becomes the Alliance Commissioner. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't remember this one, but okay. uh, it's, not, it's not as good as the the other street fight, really. Okay. To be honest. But then we don't hear a lot from Shane McMahon for a couple of years after that doing other things isn't he like he's not gone he's just no he's just like ducking and diving wheeling and dealing shocking and jocking yeah exactly but I tell you what when the you know other WCW figurehead if you if you want to call him that Eric Bischoff comes in yeah like not the real owner like Shane McMahon was well Bischoff Eric, was never the owner never owned out did he never owned a single bit a little fusion media ventures who were they never never ponied up the cash did they Shane no. McMahon did so they're they're basically a fine over. Uh, basically, Eric Bischoff got off with Shane's mum. Yeah, it's a real feud. Yeah, right? from SummerSlam 2003, Shane McMahon against Eric Bischoff after Eric Bischoff gets off with Shane's mum. Yes, yeah, so and sister. Eric, Eric Bischoff. Now, if someone got off with your mum and sister, Daryl. Yep. Would you fight them? I've never fought my dad. Well, you got off with my man's sister. What? What are you saying? Mom. Right. No, well, the one man sister. Uh, what is it? One man getting off both. Of both. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Obviously both. 
Which one have you... Have you done, done both? I mean, I don't want to say on air. Because I've never fought we, you. Well, we've established canonically that I'm married, so I'm not sure I really want to say this. Okay. Uh, it depends who it is. If, the, if they're harder than me, then I probably won't fight them. Right. So if it's a martial artist like Eric Bischoff, do you want to fight Eric Bischoff if he gets off with your mum and sister? No. Well, exactly. You solid. know who did, though? Go on. Shane McMahon. Because he stood up for his for, for his family. He stood up for two and three. Well, Shane McMahon's got previous with fighting martial artists, though. Legit martial, art, martial artists with educated feet, X-Pac. Yep. Legit martial artist, Steve Blackman. Yep. Uh, legit uh, Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. That is true. And then legit black belt, Eric Bischoff. There you go. So, yeah. and it's a false count anywhere match as well. So, like, Eric so it's extra was... tough because he, he could have bought nunchucks or anything. Well, exactly. I don't remember if he did, to be perfectly honest. No, but he could have done. Yeah. Because he, he's from martial arts. He's, he is from martial arts. He is proper. Yeah. yeah he's, he's quite hard, but is he as hard as Shane McMahon? No. That's the real question. No, he's not. No. That's canonically agreed. Is that right? Yeah, of course yeah, it is. Obviously. That's one. So do, do, is, it, is it Kane match next? Yeah. That's what I'm well, quite excited about. It's the Kane feud next. Right, so, so Kane, Kane Tombstone's uh, number three. Yes, he does. And. Uh, N- number one's not happy about that. No, he's not. No, he's not. Very unhappy, in fact, so, to the point where he's fighting. Now, Kane, right? I know we talked about Shane by me solid and all that stuff. Um, I mean, there's a difference between a martial artist and... I mean, Kane's literally from hell. Yeah. His, his brother... Dan, would you fight someone who's literally from hell? Uh, probably not. What if they tombstoned your mum? I don't know. My mum's got previous on people she claims are from hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we can legally talk about that. Now. It's a fun story. Maybe I'll tell it someday. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If you ever want, if you you know, if you want to. So yeah, um, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on in this feud, isn't it? Kane, if anything. I mean, I know he is from hell, so he's probably. But he takes things a bit far, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. All I'm saying is, in all the arguments that you and I have had, Daryl, have you ever electrocuted my testicles? No. Have I ever electrocuted your testicles? I consented. Well, okay, without without consent. Oh, uh, no. 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 Exactly. One of those electro stim probes that you get off He's... of... Uh... You seem to know a lot about this, Dan. You see things, don't you? Well, I mean, we don't, but clearly you do. That's... <laughs> I'd say tell us more, but I don't want you to. So this causes a match, a last man standing match between Kane and Shane McMahon in uh, at Unforgiven 2003. Yeah, this weren't as brutal as I remembered it being, or as I thought it would be. No? No. I thought it were worse than it than it were. Yeah? Yeah. But uh, what I did enjoy is uh, Shane McMahon doing his coast to coast, which we've not talked enough about on this show. No, we haven't. You're right. Yeah, because because it's because he, in... he invented that move, you know, where you lay him down in corner. Yeah, and then you get up on the other corner yeah. and do the drop kick. Innovative. Invented that. Innovative. Brought it into the WWE. Um, no one else had done it. No. Nope. So, has anyone else done it since? Probably not. Well, not as good. No, not as good. No one can they do it as, as good? No. No. They have to co- the copy the master coast to coast. That's right. So he's really the sort of terminator of this. Like I mean, coast to coaster of this this move and the master of it in a way. Yeah, graceful. Yeah, grace under pressure, especially when you're fighting a demon from hell. So this collection, really, um, this collection is not complete. No, well, it isn't, is it? It's, but it's about his legacy. It's not. It's, it's not complete. It, it's missing one particular match, which was the uh, Hell in a Cell match against DX. Yes, well, that is missing because I thought it would be in it. Yeah. It's not. So I, I went onto the network and I went onto SummerSlam '06 and I was just skipping through it to find where the Hell in a Cell was, and I skipped to about midpoint in the show. <laughs> Rick Flair's just covered in blood with thumbtacks sticking in his back. I totally forgot that match happened. Win, it? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I completely forget that those so, two had a match. To be honest with you, I've not watched the Hell in a Cell. No. Nope. Because I'd forgot that had happened and I was mesmerised by uh, probably like 50-year-old Rick Flair. You know what? That's not even the best ridiculously bloody thumbtack match he had that year. Yeah, because he had one in ECW, didn't he? Against Big Show, and that match was really good. Yeah, but it, and Mick Foley's getting... He, like, Rick Flair smacking Mick Foley with a barbed wire baseball bat is not something 
I remember seeing at the time, but I want to see more of it. Do you think he'll come out of retirement? It was the I Quit match, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because got... it was the Menlina stuff. Yeah. Oh. Would you like Would you like to know why the, you didn't see the Hell in a Cell match on SummerSlam 2006? It was 2007, why? wasn't it? it? No, because it happened on uh, Unforgiven 2006. <laughs> they have a match, but it's not the uh, it's not the Hell in a Cell. The Hell in a Cell is a month after, and it's is a, it oh, okay? Technically, I've, it's a handicap match I've, with them in the Big Show. I've my dollar affected that then because I, I I thought the Spirit Squad get involved at SummerSlam 06. It, well, there is a like I say, there is a tag match at SummerSlam 06. Okay, I not... think they might have been put in the uh, box to OVW by the Hell in a Cell match. Okay, I think they are actually. Yeah, yeah. Umaga's involved and uh, Big Show is involved, but Big Show is in the. Proper... You see, you see a lot of Big Show in that match. Big Show is in. The... Well, that's the Hell in a Cell match the month after the proper yeah. Unforgiven. It's a three-on-two handicap match. Yeah. Um. Yeah, where both their heads got Big Show's bomb. You pretty much see his anus as well. <laughs> you could basically see his <laughs> anus. <laughs> so yeah, it might be incomplete, but that's the uh, that's the legacy of Shane McMahon, the previous Shane McMahon. Yeah. So what I got from his legacy is that he's he's kind. Yes. He's good looking. Yeah. And he's solid. And cares about his family. Don't forget family. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Defends his family all the time. And solid. But not the worst member of his family who is Vince. Solid twice, though, is Shane. Doubly solid, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've established that, yeah. yeah. And then he disappears for a long time and comes back at WrestleMania 32, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, around that time. Good. That was. Do you know why he comes back? Do you actually, the reason why? Because uh, Vince McMahon is going to present the legacy of Vincent J. McMahon Award. Yep. So again, Shane McMahon coming back to defend his family's honour. Defending honor. his family's honour. That's the type of man that Shane McMahon is. And also, behind the scenes, uh, John Cena were injured, so Vince were like, I need a star. Who did he go to? Who's solid? <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer to you. Who's solid enough to face The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell? You know, so we may have not have got the John Cena and Undertaker match that everybody wanted. We got like, a better we match. Got, we got a better match. Shame McMahon against Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. But that's not part of this, because you know what? Shane McMahon's career still going. Yeah, we we've covered his. Uh, we're not covering his present career because that's not over yet. No, still winning titles now. Yeah. So, still going to be main event in WrestleManias. And still, ultimately, the the best in the world. Yeah, he's not lost that title. No. Shane McMahon. I think this might have been the favorite show I've ever, ever done. <laughs> is it is it above or below the one that we had to delete and re-record the day after? It, well, it, it's the one we re-recorded is my least favorite because we had to re-record the show. Yep. And it was your fault, though. Oh yeah, but the joke—the well, joke was solid and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't kill her, and I didn't know she was dead when I made the joke, so it's fine. To be fair, I don't think she was dead when you made the joke. No, it she wasn't. wasn't. No. Otherwise, we wouldn't have made it. And then it was the next morning we found out that she'd passed, and then that joke became very inappropriate very quickly. Oh. But you'd made it so many times throughout it <laughs> that there was no way we could salvage it. That's why we had to re-record. I mean, that was part of the problem, wasn't it? <laughs> Dan, how have you felt about this show? Uh, it's been torture. Okay. <laughs> do you have any final words on Shane McMahon? Uh, what uh, do you think the future of Shane McMahon will hold? He'll probably go away for a while and come back and they'll keep beginning, playing big matches. And uh... Will he go into the Hall of Fame? Probably. It's all, it's all nepotism, though, isn't it? That's what bugs me mostly about it all. He's, he's so never you don't been... think he earned it by jumping off stuff? I just I was thinking about Who this earned today. it more, him jumping off stuff or Stephanie by breaking heels? They'll both go in, though. That's the right, problem. Well, will they, though? Or will they carry on what their dad but, said? Uh, Do you know Shane McMahon was Pro Wrestling Illustrator's Rookie of the Year in 1999? <laughs> Yes. But he refused the award. This is completely genuine. He refused the award because that's for the boys. That's the kind of man Shane McMahon I, is. I've got no doubts actually about that side of thing. Every wrestler talks about how cool Shane is and stuff. But I just look back on this legacy and think, are you telling me they couldn't find someone who could actually wrestle and throw a punch that looked believable, who would be happy to jump off stuff and would have had the same legacy? Look, all we know is that if he if he threw a punch, 
He would kill a man. <laughs> also, Shane McMahon, incidentally, had the feud of the year in 2001 against Vince McMahon from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. One-time European champion, one-time hardcore champion, and one-time WWE SmackDown Tag Team champion. And one-time World Cup winner and best in the world. So after enduring this, do I get to pick what we do next week? <laughs> nope, we already picked what we're doing next week. So did you know that this week has been five years since the WWE Network launched? Oh, yeah. Yes, it has. Yeah. So just to, to make you feel a little better, you do get to pick something that okay. we'll watch next week. So next week, we're going to do a little bit of a retrospective on the WWE Network and pick up. We're each going to pick something that's network exclusive that so you can only find on the network. So we're not going to go through all the massive content they've got but instead we're going to pick some net something that we've enjoyed specifically about the wwe so if i pick something do you guys have to watch it so you can talk about it don't no i'm not no it's not happening i'll tell you right now i'm what i'm not watching wwe story time and i'm not watching camp wwe i'm not watching camp we're not doing camp wwe no we've been through this already yeah when you two were joking about doing it because how how bad i said the first episode was and then you both watched it and said no this is really terrible yes as you recall not doing camp Camp wwe WWE, to give you to give you an idea listeners right we've just spent 51 minutes torturing dan on this show right camp wwe was so bad that we couldn't do it to ourselves we couldn't physically put ourselves through it so that we would have to put dan through it this i'm is... willing to tank next week's show and make you watch camp wwe <laughs> we're not going to do that it's gonna be you talk, telling us about what happens in camp wwe but i don't what? think oh. uh, no i'm not even gonna say that because she'll do it to spite us like, i won't i won't i won't right. i was gonna say well you won't even make it through both seasons of it no there's no. two seasons <laughs> oh my god I promise you I won't pick Camp WWE. Right. Well, we'll all pick something and we'll all have to watch it, provided that it's all right. And we, it's just we can't pick a pay-per-view, though, can we? No, that's what I'm saying. No, it has to be something network. Yeah, it has to be something network exclusive. It has I, to be I, network I know program. mine already, I think. Well, if you want to give it up yeah, now, yeah, or do you, you want, want to save it until later? Edge and Christian show. Okay. Okay, but series one or two? Or a specific episode? You'll have to decide. You'll have to find out next week on the Royal Grumble. That'll be next Sunday's episode. So don't forget. That's the end of the Royal Gumble for this week. Don't forget to go to fa- uh, facebook.com slash royalgumble. Don't forget to ro- go to royalgrumble.co.uk to find our latest episodes. You can also find them at anchor.fm slash royal-grumble, which is where our archive is. Go to twitter.com slash royalgrumblepod to interact with us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at royalgrumblepod as well. That is it. Say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>